Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. As a lion tamer, <laughs> that kid will never make it. Most experts agree that teaching a lion, a lion to walk a tightrope is the most difficult stunt of them all. All right there, Lyron. Let's get the show on the road. Steady, boy. Steady! Quit cracking that whip! Oh, you make me so nervous! A Lyron tamer wouldn't be a Lyron tamer without cracking a whip. Now keep it moving, boy. Keep it moving! On a double, you. Oh! I think I'm getting one of my dizzy spells. Steady, boy. Uh-oh. I reckon I better get out of here. It's just as well. <laughs> this kid wasn't gonna make it anyhow. Shape, right? Well, sometimes to be an effective lion tamer, you got to jump through a ring of fire. Anybody been through the fire lately? Yeah, a few of you. Yeah, that's part of lion taming. Well, we've been in this lion taming series. We've been talking about these loud, fierce, teeth-filled situations that come against us and the power that we have as followers of Christ to take on lions. And we've been learning some lessons. I've taught you seven lessons so far, and I'm not going to preach them again. I'm just going to mention them to you. The first one was that your eyes will take you up against lions that you were never intended to fight if you're not careful. So you got to deal with your, your eyes. The second one was this. You will be sent lions. If you are a lion tamer, God will send you lions because he wants you to be able to use those skills. I've told you that you can find honey when only when you've been hunted. I've told you that you don't face lions when you face lions. You actually get prepared for those situations before you ever face those situations. I've told you that your, your life is being watched. And then last week we talked about this. You can't wait to be attacked. You've got to go on the offensive. You've got to begin to exercise lion-taming faith and do some incredible things for God. And then finally last week I told you that your cold days can be your best days. God does us a favor when he sends cold days into our lives. And, and I said it like this, don't battle the burr, battle the beast. But Woody said it better. He said, don't battle the burr, battle the gur." right at moments we think that when it gets cold see y'all thought that was the only corny one in the house but uh, uh Woody's learning well right and so on cold days God can show up in the worst situations of your life he has this ability to turn cold days into your best days anybody ever seen that happen experience that I've experienced that so let's wrap this thing up this morning in first Peter chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, turn there. 1 Peter chapter 5. I just want to teach you two lion taming truths this morning that you need to catch. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning in verse 8. We're going to read verse 8 and 9. It says this, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. 
Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. Some powerful truths here. Let me, let me t- take just a moment and teach you really two important truths. The first one is this. Lion tamers must develop roar resistance. Yeah, yeah. See, just because it looks like a lion and sounds like a lion doesn't mean it's a lion. In fact, if you go back into the David story when he squares off Goliath with Goliath, Goliath looked tough. He sounded tough, but how many of you know Goliath wasn't so tough, right? Uh, Just because it sounds like a lion doesn't mean it is a lion. In fact, the, the writer says this. He says he is like a lion. He's like a roaring lion. He he is pretending he is he is repping himself he's putting himself out there as a lion when the truth is is that the bible says that he's just like a roaring lion how many of you know that a roar causes panic that the, the enemy's greatest weapon that he has against us is his roar he plays us he causes fear to rise in us and when we hear the devil roar when we hear situations roar in our life it causes panic to come into our lives and this is what happens and and i believe this i want you to catch this this morning if he can get us to be afraid then he can get us to be dismayed and if we become dismayed we become dislodged Y'all going to get this in a minute. He tries to get us to be dismayed, uh, afraid, so that he can get us to be dismayed. And at the moment we become dismayed, if we're not careful, we become dislodged. So what happens is we quit singing, I shall not be moved, and we begin to sing, I shall be mauled. Not not M-A-L-L-E-D. Some of y'all like that kind of mauled. I'm talking about a different kind of mauled. M-A-U-L-E-D, right? Mauled. We, we, we get our eyes off of the fact that he is like a, a, a lion. He is not a lion. Let me say this to you. Loud is designed to drown out the still, small voice. Let me say it like this. You've got to catch some of this. I've been chewing on all this for, for several days and weeks now. Volume is vicious. The enemy uses volume because if he can ever get you to hear him more than you hear him, then he has you defeated. Uh, Y'all going to get this in a minute. See, the enemy of our soul always operates directly opposite of our God. And so the Bible says that God speaks with a still, small voice. So the enemy comes along and he roars as loud as he can to try to distract our attention so that we can no longer hear the still, small voice. Because he knows if he can interrupt our hearing and, and cause that roar to penetrate our spirit, we will become panicked and we will run. We must develop roar resistance. In fact, we got to learn this truth right here. We got to learn to run to the, to the roar. I can still remember as a young uh, teenager, maybe a, even into my preteen years, my father used to preach a message called Run to the Roar, and he'd tell the story about what lions would do. When, when a male lion gets to the point that he is no longer as strong as he once was, and he doesn't have the teeth anymore, his teeth are about to fall out, and his claws are dull, and he doesn't have the strength to chase the animals anymore, what lions will do is they'll select a clearing, and the young lions, the, the, the female lions, because they're the ones that do the work anyway, they will, they will go to one end of the clearing, and they will 
hide and, and, and disguise themselves. And the old lion will come to this edge of the clearing and wait till the animals come into the clearing. And then since he can't chase and since he can't pounce and he can't do any of that, what he will do, the only thing he's got left is his roar. So he will bellow out that nerve-rattling, world-shaking roar. And those animals in a panic will run away. And what happens is they run into the ambush. If they would have ever turned and run towards the roar, that, that male lion could have never done anything. If we would learn the lesson to run at what sounds scary, we would find ourselves running into freedom. Because here's the truth this morning. The lion that we face is already defanged, declawed, and defeated. Y'all like all those Ds? I got three more coming up. Hang on. See, he's, he's defanged, he's declawed, he's defeated. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, or chapter 2 verse 14 says this. Therefore, since the children have flesh and blood, he himself also shared the same things so that by his death, here it is, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. The word destroy there means he makes all of the enemy's works of none effect. He's defanged. He's got no ability to bite you anymore. He's, he's taken on the enemy and he defanged him. He made everything he tries to do of none effect. Then he comes along in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, and it says this, The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And the word destroy there means that they come unglued. They can't hold together any, long, any longer. That means when the enemy tries to come against you and he's roaring loud and he's trying to overwhelm you, you just need to understand that not only is he defanged, he's declawed. Everything he tries to work out in your life will fall apart. They're, they come unglued. They can't hold together. That's, that's the victory we have in Christ. The, not only that, he's defeated. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. He strips the authority of the enemy. He exposes him for what he is. He's a fraud. And so three more D's. He's destroyed. He's disintegrated. And he's dethroned. I, I like some D's this morning. He, he, he destroys his works. He causes them to disintegrate. He dethrones him. And so he, what he does since he doesn't have any teeth left and he doesn't have any victory left and he doesn't have any claws left, what the enemy does is he begins to roar at us. And he roars at us with words like cancer and divorce and the word never and the word impossible, and words like bankruptcy, and, and sickness, and pain, and he's just roaring as loud as he can so that that's all we hear, and it overtakes us and overcomes us. Let me teach you a lesson this morning. Let me show you how to deal with lions. Are you ready? Just stick your fingers in your ear and go, na, 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 I can't hear you. That, that helps you defeat the lion because if you can ever drown out the roar of the lion, that still small voice that you hear speaking inside of you saying that you're more than an overcomer and there's power within you and I've dethroned him and I've defanged him and I've defeated. If you could ever just just stick your ears and fingers in your ears and say, I can't hear you anymore, devil. Your, your roar means nothing to me. I, I don't know about you, but we got to get back to this place where we understand that if you're going to attain a lion, you must silence the lion. Yeah, see, there's this truth that, that we love to quote. It's, it's, it's one of the lion-silencing promises that we have, but we often miss. We, we love to quote the first part of this, this passage that I'm going to read to you, but we always stop short. We love to quote this one because it moves us, but we miss maybe what is a greater truth in this passage. This is what we quote. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. 
Woo, we can dance on that one. I mean, we get excited about that one. But we stop short. Because the rest of that passage says this, and every tongue that rises up to condemn you will be silenced. That's lion-taming equipment right there. When you can stand up and look at the devil and say, I hear you condemning me. I know you're the accuser of the brother, brethren. I know you're saying death and sickness and divorce and bankruptcy and cancer and all this stuff. But I command you, your voice has to be silenced. Suddenly when silence comes, victory comes. I don't know about you, but y'all ever dealt with any cats? I'm not really a cat fan. Uh, but, but if you want to scare off cats, do you know how you do it? You go, shh. Right? Realize, I don't know what it is, but, and they take off. Some of you just need in your spiritual life to look at the enemy and go, shh, you're being too loud, devil. You're, you, you look like a lion. You sound like a lion. You act like a lion. You strut like a lion. But the reality is, is you're just one big old pussycat and shh on you and watch him tuck tail and run you got to silence the lion. Some of you have been listening to the report of the enemy. Whose report will you believe? Whose report? The, the, the second truth I want to teach you is this, is that lion tamers understand that lions, you got to catch this now, this is tricky. Lions are to be loaned, not a-loaned. Y'all going to get that here in a second. They're to be loaned, not alone. Peter says it like this. I read it to you out of 1 Peter chapter 5, that when we are facing lions, we must remember our brothers and sisters all over the world. In other words, he says this, you can't forget that you are not alone and your lion isn't the only lion being faced. See, sometimes what happens is we get our eyes on our own lions so much that we allow other members of the herd to go down. Uh, let me t teach you a truth that I, I came across as I was rereading the story of David. David, the Bible says that when he comes against Goliath, they, they run him into t to Saul's tent and he begins to recount his story. Saul doubts his ability to face this giant. And that David begins to recount the story of what he does when he's watching the sheep. And he says this, I was watching the sheep when a lion attacked. Now, you, I, I, that, that's not profound. All right. But let me see. Let me, let me cut you a different angle. David begins to say, the only, he said, I, I was watching the sheep and a lion came out and I took it on and killed it, right? Why? He was watching the sheep. He was saving the sheep. David fought the lion to protect the sheep. In other words, what his life teaches us is that if you're going to face a lion, you ought to face the lion and you ought to fight for the sheep. There's no, there's no other reason to face a lion. I, I mean, David could have said, you know, uh, I, I realize if I face this lion, I put myself at risk. And, and, and the truth is, is that he could have said, these, these aren't my sheep. They're my daddy's sheep. It's my daddy's responsibility to guard my sheep, guard his sheep, and so I'm out. That's how most of us act. Uh, and... Yes, that's how we deal with lions sometimes. We see other people going through lion attacks, and we go, that ain't, that ain't my problem. That's their problem. They made bad choices, decisions, so my hands are off. I ain't putting myself at risk for them. They're, that sheep ain't worth it. But David says, you know what? I saw him coming out, and he was going to kill my sheep. And my, I know they're my dad's sheep, but they're my responsibility. And he teaches us this. He teaches us that, that sheep need other sheep to survive attacks. Because David said this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So if the Lord is David's shepherd, even though David was a shepherd, David also understood that not only am I a shepherd, I'm also a 
sheep and sheep need sheep to protect against lions and so what I'm saying is is this this truth this morning is this it is an incredibly important thing to have someone fighting for you yeah fight for one another use your lion taming skills for someone around you that is under attack lions are supposed to be loaned not alone yeah, 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 you're going to get this. See, we need to develop. If we're going to survive as a body, if we're going to survive as individuals, then we've got to develop a herd mentality and kick some lion tail for one another. If you don't believe that, watch this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's going for him. She's going for him. She got him. Oh, she did. She got him. Baby, he's gone. He's just popped that buffalo here. Oh, my God. They're trying to drag him out. They're dragging him out. There's a crocodile there, too. There's a crocodile. Look, I've got the crocodile looking cranky. The crocodile is a yeah. Coming out yeah, look at that. Oh. Check through the barn. There's a crocs trying to grab the baby. Yes. Oh, good gracious. Oh. Look at this. The crocodile's taking that baby away. Oh, my God. Oh, they're going to lose it. Oh, my God. Oh, they're going to fight over it. Oh, my God. Oh, he's coming for huge crocodile. Oh, look at those dogs. The lions have won. Look at the oh, teeth. Look at them. They're going to chase Look at the teeth, Jay. Look at them. You're too late. You're too late. You guys, you cannot believe what's going on here. There's a big parry between lions, crocodiles, and buffaloes. Look at them all. Whoa! Ooh, they got him surrounded. Ooh! You got the lion on him, right? The calf's still alive. It is? Yeah, it's trying to get away. It's standing up. Herd mentality, herd mentality. We got to understand some things. They'll, those that fight by themselves are often defeated, but those who fight for one another are often victorious. Someone else's escape, listen to this, someone else's escape and someone else's victory is wrapped up in your lion taming abilities.
And, and, I, and I need you to get this. The lion always looks for the vulnerable. The lion always looks for the weak. The lion always looks for the sick. And that is why we are told to watch for one another. That's why we're told to bear one another's burdens. That's why we need people to come alongside us and lift up our weary hands. That's why we need to understand this truth. Please, I've told you this before, but I'm telling you a different way. You've got to catch this. Hear this truth this morning. Isolation brings annihilation. If you're by yourself, you will be destroyed. You are only, listen to me, you are as on, only as strong as the herd and your connection to it. Some of you keep getting defeated because you're not connected. Some of you keep getting the mess beat out of you and get bites all over you and scratches all over you because you're not connected to anybody. And you stay at home and go, I don't need nobody, just me and Jesus. I got news for you. You need some lion tamers to surround you sometimes and say, you may be going down, but you're not going down for the last time. And I refuse to let you be defeated. And when you can't fight, I'll fight. And when you can't swing, I'll swing. And when you can't pray I'll pray you got to have somebody that will surround you see it isn't enough just to fight your lion it is when you fight someone else's lion that God sends lion tamers into your life to help you face your lion so let me ask you this question whose lion are you taming Whose lion are you battling? I didn't say you don't have a lion. I didn't say you don't have a pain. I didn't say you don't have sickness. I didn't say you don't have a need. I didn't diminish the, the situation that you're going through and the trial that you're facing. What I said is that we are called to share somebody else's lion. So what I am saying to you this morning as a body is this. Lion tamers unite. You're stronger the, together than you are by yourself. Lions are not to be faced alone. They are supposed to be loaned out to one another. And when I see you struggling, I come and I surround you with love. And when I see you in pain, I come along and lay hands on you and apply oil to you. And say, I got you. I'm praying for you. I won't let you go down. I won't let you be defeated. Lion tamers have to unite you can have all the lion taming skills in the world but if you continue to try to fight lions by yourself the day will come when you will square off against a lion that is too vicious and too violent and you will go down if you don't have somebody in your life that can come and stand beside you and hold you up you're not called to do this by yourself. Peter says it like this. Remember all the brothers and sisters around the world. You're not alone. The suffering you're going through is not your own. There are other people going through this too. And you've got to quit holing up and thinking you're the only one and your lion is the only one that's on the attack. There are other people out there that care about your lion, that are facing your lion, that have defeated your lion. And if you could get teamed up with them, they would defeat your lion too. So here's the altar call this morning. I want us to pray here in just a moment, but this one's going to be a little bit different. As we pray this morning, I am asking you to do a couple of things. The first thing I want to say is this, is that you've got to come to this place as we pray where you deafen your ears to the fear caused by the enemy's roar. You've got to come to this place in, in your prayer life and in your relationship with God where you tune into His voice to at a greater degree than you listen to the enemy's voice. I, I hear some of you talking so much defeat. I, I see it in, in, in your conversations. I see it on your Facebook. I see it in how you handle life. It's so, I'm defeated. I'm defe No, you're not. That's, that's believing the lie of the lion. 
you got to hear the voice of God say, I'm louder than him. You just got to listen harder. Yeah. And then second, well, as we pray, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release you to do something different this morning. This can't just be a show. This can't just be I always go to this person. I'm asking you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you on this Pentecost Sunday and say something to you that, that would point out somebody to you, that somebody's face would go in front of your, your spirit and you would go, oh, that's who you say. And I'm, I'm asking you to find one or two people and they need to hear this come from you. I need you to find them and, and just walk up to them and say, listen, I will fight your lions with you. Now, 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 you can't do that if you're not willing for them to call you at 3 a.m. You, you can't do that if all you really want to hear is when you say, how you doing? They go, oh, I'm fine. And then you go on your business. No, you got to be willing to find somebody that you will allow to interrupt you and deschedule, mess up your entire schedule. But you will make time for them and room for them. And you will watch for them. And when you see their head go down and when you see their hands go down, you won't stand off to the side and say, well, the lion got another one. Woo, that was bad. I sure am glad I don't have to face that. I'm glad I'm not facing what they're facing. No, what happens is when you see their head go down and their hands go down, you, whatever you're doing, you're going through the struggle of your life. You're sicker than you've ever been. You're more broke than you've ever been. You're more discouraged than you've ever been. When you see their head go down and their hands go down, you don't sit here and, 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 and just enjoy your own misery. You go, wait a minute, that's my buddy there. I'm his lion taming partner. And you shake yourself off. And in your pain and in your own discouragement and in your own situation, you go, I got a job to do I'm not oh I'm over and you lift their hands up and you guard them and guide them until they can get free because then what happens is this at the moment you finish with them you're going to be exhausted and your hands are going to go down and your head's going to go down but lo and behold way over there there's a lion taming partner that's going to go I got them I say and they're going to rush to your rescue yeah isolation produces annihilation and I just came to tell you you need to connect with someone this morning I want you to stand with me I don't know what the enemy's been saying to you but I know this I'm going to pray over you today and ask God to silence the roar in your life I know it gets loud sometimes. I know that the enemy is so loud and he's so vicious with his volume. But you've got to be able to hear God. Because God, in the midst of your storm, he's just saying this, peace, be still. But you've got to be able to hear that. Father, this morning, first I pray over my people that you would watch they're hearing today. I pray that you would open up their ears to your voice. I pray that they would hear you. God, I know that the enemy comes in at times like a flood. It's like he just overwhelms our hearing. He completely overtakes what we hear. And all we can hear is the attack of the enemy. We hear sickness and death and bankruptcy and divorce and pain. And But this morning I pray that what we would learn to do is tune into your voice. Help us deep within our spirit right now. Anybody under the sound of my voice that's discouraged, that's been operating in despair and defeat, God, I pray this morning that they would suddenly not hear my voice or the enemy's voice, but deep within their spirit they would hear your voice saying, it's going to be all right. I haven't forgotten you. I haven't forsaken you. 
I haven't overlooked you. I refuse to let you go. I got this. God, I pray they would hear your still, small voice right in the midst of their trouble. Right in the midst of the storm as waves are coming in, I pray that they would hear the peace speaker declare, peace be still. I pray that sickness would hear the king of kings, the lion of the tribe of Judah, would roar in the face of our enemy and silence all other lions or would-be lions, and instead we would hear you're healed, you're set free, you're victorious. Father, I know that fighting lions is tough business, and I know at times we feel weak and vulnerable and sick and let down, exposed. But this morning I pray that what we would do is we would begin to look around us and realize we're not in this struggle alone. And the enemy tries to isolate us and push us off to the side and get us by ourselves so that he can attack us effectively. And this morning I pray that what you would do is that you would surround us with individuals that would come alongside of us. God, I pray that right now you would motivate each, each one of us Pull us out of our comfort zone. Put a, put a burden on us for our brothers and our sisters, God. And I pray it wouldn't just be some concept out there. You would literally bring us a person to our mind, to our spirit right now, inside this room, inside this body that you've assigned us to. And God, I pray that we would begin to search them out and we would begin to watch for them and we would begin to guard their soul and we would refuse to let them do life alone. We would connect them to this herd. And as we connect with one another, we would find victory and freedom. So, Father, I pray you'd put us on assignment this morning for one another. God, I pray that you would do that right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that nobody would be left alone in Jesus' name. Amen. This is what I want you to do. I just release you right now to move out and find one or two people. Look them square in the eyes. Say to them, look, I got your line. Tara, I got your line, man. You can call me anytime. I got your line. We're in this together. Your line ain't going to kill you. We're in this together. Come on, move out. Do that with one another. Before, uh, I think it's Danny that's coming this morning or Woody that's coming this morning to close. But before he does, I want you to make sure that you get to somebody that the Holy Spirit leads you to. And let them know they're not in this alone. They're not by themselves. Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress.